0: Welcome to the Chuck Shoot Podcast. If you haven't already done so, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Uh, my guest today is a three-time Emmy Award winning reporter, William Pitts. I think it took Susan Lucci, what, like 60 years to get one? And uh, Will already has three, and he's not even out of his 30s yet. I know they're, it's a little bit different because his are Rocky Mountain Emmys and hers was a national one, but William works for the uh, NBC affiliate out here in phoenix Um, he's also worked in washington state he's lived all over arizona and he's won some other awards uh, besides the emmys he's had some national exposure with some great stories that we'll talk about in this interview Um, i think his work is not only interesting and entertaining um, but he's also done some really good things for the community and helped a lot of people out Um, and as you know that's a big part of the the interviews that i do we always end with a charity Um, so we'll talk about that as well and i hope you guys enjoy this episode with uh, william pitts Welcome, William Pitts, to my podcast. Two-time Emmy-winning reporter, journalist. Well, three-time, but... You know, three-time?
1: Who's, who's, yeah, who's count?
0: Wait, what was, the, <laughs> what was the third one? I don't know if I have the third one.
1: You may not have the third one, because uh, oh. my bio is totally not updated. Uh, there was one... Let me see. There was a team coverage one. There was a public service one and then there was a breaking news i think or one more i'm not sure what okay we'll ones. get to all military that, military that was the other one
0: oh, okay yeah i think i have well, we'll get to it so but let's start at the beginning you were, i didn't realize this when i was looking at your bio you were actually born in texas
1: i was i yeah. was you didn't uh, live there very long though huh? no like three weeks okay that. no I, I don't remember <laughs> yeah. it at all yeah no, but, i've been back once
0: yeah but so you mostly lived in arizona glendale greer uh, eager Flagstaff press kit. So now Phoenix, but um, since you've lived and kind of traveled all over the state for work and stuff, is if someone is visiting here or even if they live here. Like, is there any, like, must-see places or things to do or restaurants or hikes or any, like, kind of hidden gems off the beaten path? I mean, obviously the Grand Canyon and things like that. but
1: Yeah, that's not exactly off the beaten path, though, because, well, I mean, the last well, time no, I went up there, there that, were just people everywhere. Yeah, so.
0: that one's not off. But, I mean, yeah, is there anything But that, that,
1: the North Rim. The North Rim. Go to the North Rim. That's, okay. There's nobody there because oh. it takes forever to get to. Um, mm.
0: Yeah, no. And is that the one with the... uh the uh, glass floor where you can look down No, we were talking I was talking about that with one of my friends the
1: other day. We totally want to go to this thing. Yeah. Because it scares the hell out of me, and I totally want to try it. That big glass horseshoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you just kind of well, you got to put booties on and this kind of thing. You walk oh. out there so you don't scratch the glass. Oh, that makes sense. And it's like cantilevered out over the edge and you can just look down look and under, there's nothing yeah. but canyon all the way down yeah, there. So I, I want to
0: try it. It just it takes a long
1: time to get to it. Yeah. It's actually on the road to Vegas.
0: Yeah okay, I will have to try minute. that. Yeah, I did the one in uh, uh, it used to be called the Sears Tower. What is it called now? The one in Chicago. They have the same kind of yeah. Floor. I can't remember what the yeah it's, that thing. It's really cool.
1: Did you do the where where it like tilts out? Uh, I have don't know. Have you done that one?
0: No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes out. Yeah, you the, like lean it on it. Out, you yeah. grab the thing. Oh, and it wait. tilts. No, I don't think the tilt. That must be new. I think that's new. Okay, so you, that's, can, yeah, you can you yeah, can stand on this that. thing.
1: It's like a I don't know. It's like a windowsill that's all made out of glass, and you grab two handle handholds on the either side. Yeah, and then the entire section tilts oh. so you're looking over the edge like straight down the building wow I I'll, th- I'll have to check that out
0: <laughs> but so no nothing that sticks out to you like things that maybe people don't know about but someone who's been all over the state you or you know you oh, want to keep those lots of sp- yourself <laughs> there's lots
1: of spots i mean the white mountains whoops as i hit the microphone white <laughs> mountains uh, is uh, that's that's kind of the big one i mean not a lot yeah. of people you know you say arizona and everybody thinks palm trees and cactus right. and you know the white mountains is but I mean, it looks like Spokane. It looks like okay. the Northwest. It's, you know, Flagstaff, pine trees. It snows up there. There's a huge yeah. ski
0: area up there. And Greer is probably one of the greenest spots in Arizona. Like, my girlfriend yeah. loves that area because it's so green and it's got creeks and everything. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah Greer, I grew up either.
1: there. Greer is great. Greer yeah. has a population of like 83 people. <laughs> and I'm not, that's not yeah. an exaggeration. It has 83 people. It's and I knew to, every single yeah. one.
0: It's fun to visit. It's, it seems like it's hard to like, Get a place to stay there for the night, though, if you wanted to visit. Like, uh, you kind of have to drive during, through. like, yeah. you know,
1: peak season in the summer. And I mean, right. it's it's like thirty degrees cooler up there than it is down here yeah, in Phoenix. Definitely. So yeah, you want to get out of one hundred and ten degrees. Yeah, you go up there and it's like 75, 80. It's great. Right, right. But yeah, that's that's a really good spot. There there are little spots hidden all over the place. There's waterfalls cool. all around the valley that you can kind of hike to. Um, Like Salt River Canyon, there's a couple in there. That's a really good spot. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean,
0: I've kind of lived all over the place. Yeah, there's there's spots
1: everywhere I mean, yeah. there's yeah, there's spots. There's everywhere. everything
0: you want to do. So, what age did you get interested in news and media? Was there like a certain news person that inspired you, or I don't really remember what age. I know I was
1: in grade school because we okay. had a, a campus newspaper at. Uh, I went to All Saints here mm-hmm. in Phoenix, and I wrote for them, and I really, you know, kind of got into it. I wanted to do that, and I don't know if I ever really thought that it would be a job mm-hmm. until you know later on. Okay. Um, once I, once I hit high school, sure, and then I got the job at uh, our little um, two county newspaper, and. That's when I started realizing. Okay, yeah, I could actually. This is this is actually a career. You know, yeah, could, yeah. I could do this. And you know, from there, college and you know, first couple of jobs and everything else. So yeah, there, there's not really. Um, I, I guess that one moment that everybody mm-hmm. talks about, like you know, I saw this and I knew I wanted yeah. to do it. Not really. I mean, I just okay. kind of always wanted to do it. It hmm. was you know, was just from exposure. My parents watched the news. Sure, um, they sure. Didn't make yeah. me do it. But I, you know, they watched it, so I was aware of who all the anchors were and and all that kind of stuff one of my classmates moms was a uh, was an anchor here at uh fox i believe oh so you know we got a a station tour every once in a while and that was kind of cool that's exciting Yeah. yeah
0: But. So, you grew up in, uh, or you went to Round Valley High School. You grew up all over, but that's an eager. And I was doing some research about this. So, because I was curious, I didn't understand. There's
1: a lot you could. Well, find. this is the main
0: thing. So, there is a domed high school stadium in this tiny little town. It didn't make any mm-hmm. sense to me. I was like trying to figure this out. So, I actually Googled this and it says. So what they did and this people that if you ever got an electric bill that made you mad because it was too high or too expensive, you're going (laughs) to love this story because what they did is they passed a $12 million bond for this dome. Um, and they basically made the electric company pay for it because since they, I guess maybe you can explain it better, but the, since the electric company generates ninety percent of the property values in the area, they would have to pay ninety percent of the property taxes. So basically, the town only had to pay a million, and the pro, and the electric company had to pay eleven million to get this domed stadium built right as
1: i as i know the story that basically it was that the power plant that was built between um springer Eager and saint john's was in the tax district of round valley high school and that would have been you know property taxes forever as long as this Mm -hmm. thing existed so the deal that was cut was okay we're gonna build you this gigantic football stadium that's the only domed high school football stadium in the entire country. It's kind of like if anybody knows the NAU stadium, it's that, but slightly smaller, just mm-hmm. a little bit. And if yeah. we build this for you, we will never have to pay taxes again. And the town went, yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so nice. so yeah, they have this thing and it's massive. Yeah, it's it got, holds uh, 9,000 people for basketball and volley games.
1: Yeah, and it has, I, I think the, it's been a while since I looked at this thing. I think it has... 12 to 15 basketball courts in it. Yeah. It has massive tournaments. how many
0: people live in Eager? Not that many. 5,000. Okay. So So, basically the whole town could fit in there. And then some. Yeah. (laughs)
1: And all their friends and everybody else. Do
0: you you know who the most famous person from Eager, Arizona is? Besides you, of course. Oh, sure.
1: Yeah. uh I'm not even the most famous person you've had on this podcast. (laughs) Don't worry about that. Um, I'm going to go with, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. He was an NFL player, wasn't he? Mark Uh, Gastineau. Thank you. Gastineau. Yes. (laughs) And I
0: stumped my girlfriend because I told her, I was like, yeah. And then like his, his daughters had some show, the Gastineau girl. It was like a Kardashian oh, wannabe. Yeah, she watched like a couple minutes of it. It was it's pretty funny. So. <laughs> Just a couple I minutes. I think it only last. That's <laughs> about how long the show lasted. So, um, But so, anyway, so then you started. Uh, is this around the time that you got a job in journalism at age 15 at the Apache Observer? Is I that what that is? Yeah, the Apache so County how Observer. How did you get a job as a teen reporter? I mean, my first job when I was 15, I was cleaning like dirty motel rooms. So how did you get like a cool job where you yeah, had to Yeah, I was a
1: busboy uh for for a little bit up until okay. then. You know, uh, in the middle of nowhere Arizona, you know, labor laws are a little lax. So yeah. you can <laughs> you, I started working at like 12. Okay. So, you know. Uh but th- there was a it was a program through the high school where this uh newspaper hired a teen reporter and hmm. it was, you know, kind of a part-time sure after school kind of but thing. But it paid, right? It paid. Wow. Yeah, not well as no journalism <laughs> job ever does. <laughs> Uh, But it did pay, and uh, you kind of the way it kind of worked was you um, didn't have a full load of classes your senior year. Hopefully, Um, that's kind of what they were looking for too. So you would uh, you know take your classes and then be done at like one thirty you oh, know, nice. two or yeah. three days out of the week, then you would go and work, uh, you know, extra hours at the paper. And then other than that, when school was over at three o'clock, you'd work yeah. at three to five or whatever else. Wow. So
0: what a valuable experience. To oh, it was great. So you was know, there a lot of kids like vying
1: for that job? Or uh, I don't know. There were, there were oh. a couple. Yeah. I mean, okay. you know, out of our town of 5,000 total people, you know, not a whole lot, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I'd like to think that I <laughs> beat some competition. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Nice.
0: Yeah. So then you went to ASU mm-hmm. now, uh, ASU, um, they have a reputation of a little bit of a party school is that would you say that's exaggerated, or uh, do you have any good stories that you can tell I, on the podcast about that? I think it's kind of exaggerated. Is it really honestly kind of, yeah. I
1: mean and I, it, it's weird because I know that there are some unbelievable parties. Sure. I just think the ASU is so huge that that's not the norm anymore. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. there's 80,000 people that go to ASU. Not yeah. everybody can no, have a I great know. party. You know? Well, I think
0: that's like the thing with colleges, especially big ones, that if you want to find trouble, you'll find it. And if oh, you want yeah. to just be in the library and study, you could find that too. So, Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I don't want to find those people, but yeah. yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. No, I mean,
0: there were at the time, there were a lot more
1: clubs around yeah. ASU. I mean... They don't have
0: frats anymore, right? Was this one? They do, but
1: they they all. It's weird. They all moved into one building now. Okay. So there's like one huge dorm where every floor is a different frat or sorority. was this before they
0: got in trouble when they had the separate frat uh, building.
1: I was there when the student body president of ASU got in trouble for being in a porn. Oh, that was interesting. That was an interesting (laughs) uh, time, an interesting year. Yes, and that was that was a fraternity. And so that
0: is the the downfall of the fraternities that's kind of where it started yeah. okay yeah and
1: yeah. then you know eventually it just kind of declined quite uh-huh. a bit and all of those ended up getting kicked off campus uh-huh. and then asu realized it had all of that land which gotcha. would apparently must be much better as a gigantic office building which is what it is now oh so, that's sad yeah yeah but you know there were a lot more bars around asu at the sure. time so you've got i mean there were do you remember foam parties
0: yeah, <laughs> funny you were just talking about that last night. That used how, to be a thing. Uh, did, would polyesters have those? Because that was a bar that had like seventies oh, and eighties. Yeah,
1: was that yeah. the one that was like three stories or two stories that had
0: like? It's just so you walk 70s in, and and it 80s, was seventies music and stuff on one side, and eighties music on the other. I only went there. I was down when I was visiting. I think it might have been it was like a chain dancing. Gigantic- like open building. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it was like a warehouse. Open? Yeah.
1: Like a oh, bad cute. furniture store turned into a club. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of that's thing.
0: kind of cool. And then they, they play like eighties mu- movie clips in between songs sometimes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then yeah. club
1: Rio was next to ASU and club Rio was where the phone parties happen. Uh-huh. Um, every like Friday or something like that.
0: But and that's not really a thing anymore. Is it that I know? I don't think so? Yeah. I know. I mean, that's why I had to ask I'm like, do you remember this? Cause I'm <laughs> I, old yeah. and I no, kind of remember went, it. My school was tiny. So we didn't have, I mean, we'd be lucky if we like had, you know even like a DJ or something like a you know girls would have loved to have a dance club in Ellensburg, Washington. Oh, yes. Time, so.
1: Yes, Ellensburg Ellensburg the Harvard of uh, <laughs> Central Washington. Yes. <laughs> of Central Washington. Central I'll take Washington. That yeah.
0: But no, so you you went to the ASU, it was actually the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism, mm-hmm. which is one of the top journalism programs in the country. So, and and I read this on your bio, we we're talking about this before the podcast you haven't done radio in a while, but is this where you were recognized with the um, you all know have explained what this is, the Hearst National Journalism Championship for radio reporting.
1: Yeah, so that thing is kind of like the uh, the Pulitzers of college journalism. So oh, wow. it's a it's it's a long drawn-out process. And oh. it took me like three years to to actually win this thing. Um so it's a it's a process where you do stories for your Campus outlet or whatever. So I'm doing, you know, radio stories. And this was all radio because I didn't even do TV until after I was gone from college. Right. So I was doing radio stories and uh, you submit them, they get judged. And if you win first place in any of the competitions, then you go to the national championship, which is held in San Francisco. Okay. So they pay for you to go to San Francisco. And the first time I went, I think it was 1920. 20, something like that. So you're over in San Francisco and you have a whole bunch of people that you don't know and you're given uh, an assignment. You have to do two stories and they give you the topic Oh, and they give you $40 on a map of San Francisco and say, be back here tomorrow by five.
0: Oh wow! So it's kind of like a scavenger hunt. <laughs> it totally <laughs> like a is, game. Like, and
1: it's in a gigantic city that you don't know, hmm. and it's terrifying. And yeah. you know, you're you're sitting there ha- trying to have this nice dinner in this really nice hotel they put you up in. Yeah. But at the back of your head, you're thinking, "Oh my god, what am I going to do? 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 Who am I going to talk to? Where am I going to go? And then you know, at nine a.m. or eight a.m. rolls around the next morning. They give you your assignment, and you just everybody just.
0: And you're on your you're on your own. You have a team or anything? Or? Yeah, and this was before okay.
1: this was before, you know, cell phones, sure. not that much more. Or the but, in- you know. internet? Like, I mean, no, 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 we had internet. I'm not that internet. old. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, we had the internet, but we didn't have not everybody had a cell phone. So it yeah. was, you know, you're trying to hail a cab. There was no Uber, uh, so you're not right. doing Uber anywhere. Yeah. Um, and you don't really know how to get hold of anybody because that's not really easy to do. Sure. So, you know, you're trying to line up interviews or you're trying to define the one angle that nobody else has and then make it look better than everybody else. And so do
0: you all get separate stories though, or is it the same story? It's that, the same
1: topic. Same topic. So, same okay. general topic. Huh. So the first year it was go do something on homelessness. Oh. Like, well, San Francisco, you know, turn around, you'll hit a homeless guy. It's not hard. <laughs> so But it's, it's finding an interesting angle that, mm-hmm. you know, makes that that story interesting the last year the year that i won it the two topics were oh man i'm going to blank one of them one of them was the 100th anniversary of the uh, earthquake that destroyed the city oh so that, that was yeah, cool. i remember that
0: and i cannot remember oh the other oh, no, one. i'm was, sorry uh, i remember the oakland one that wasn't the one that yeah no city. this
1: was this was the 1900 you know 1905 or i'm thinking 1900, the world yeah, series one man. that's and then the other topic was do something on the presidio which I'm sad to say, at the time I had to look up what is the Presidio. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: so what is the Presidio? Yeah, the
1: Presidio is this. It's, it's now um, Lucasfilm. It's Industrial Light oh. magic, magic now. They bought the thing. So, okay. but at the time it was a uh, an old military fort. It was a park. Oh, is that you know, the thing on
0: the water? Yeah, right okay. by the bridge. I think uh, yeah, we it's we all went white. on a tour of that, and the, the or we didn't go inside, but mm-hmm. I think we kind of saw like some of the.
1: Yeah, oh, it's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's right really next to the cool. bridge, yeah.
0: yeah. So, cool.
1: yeah, those are the two uh, topics that we had to do. So, hmm. I had to, I mean, that was, <laughs> for winning that thing, I had to dig
0: pretty deep on How that. many people did you beat out to win that?
1: Uh, five. Oh, <laughs> From the That's entire still... country.
0: Oh, so, like, because being one of those top five. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so then you, meet, you so beat a lot just we're, to, we're to be. We're talking
1: like thousands of people who send wow. in stuff for this So, thing, just to be a, a,
0: a, a nominee or whatever you'd call it. That's, it, yeah, that's it's, a pretty, it's big pretty deal. hard. And then you won it, there. Wow. yeah. And you won it twice. You said uh, I
1: won it once. I went there three times. Oh wow,
0: that's really yeah. cool.
1: So the first time I placed, the second time I got third, and the third time I got first.
0: Okay, wow. So it, it, I mean, it was fun though. That's it, it's it's yeah. that's
1: that's what made me love going out of town, uh um, yeah. Doing stories, you know, with no safety net, <laughs> just just going. Yeah, so I love stuff like that. That's
0: now. very cool. So then you got a job at Channel 12 where you work now. Um, but you weren't a reporter starting out. You were a, what's called a field producer or assignment editor. So you're kind of like. Well, I was actually like, an intern.
1: Okay. This was while I was in college. Uh, but it was, you
0: worked there for like a year, right? Or, I did. Yeah. I did. And this
1: was the majority of this job is dumb luck. Which is great, hmm. but uh, I started as an intern, and they stuck most of the interns on the assignment desk. Yeah, which is it's it's a crappy assignment. It really okay. is. You don't move. You don't go anywhere. You just oh. answer phones, usually from angry people, or you know you're you're taking calls on potential tips uh, okay. that don't pan out into anything. My my favorite call that I ever took on the assignment desk was a guy who uh, said he was showing up to the station in a couple of minutes with a tape that we had to see. Okay. I'm like okay. This this already sounds awesome.
0: This is back when there was
1: tapes and the, Oh the, yeah, the, okay. we were we were on beta tape at this time. So, dude shows up with a VHS tape. He's downstairs. Like I'm not going down to meet this guy cuz I'm not crazy. But they bring the <laughs> tape up and they're like, "Okay, he wa- he's waiting around. He wants to see what you think of this thing." Mm-hmm. Pops it in. And he he he's telling the receptionist. He goes, "Yeah, there's uh, it, it's the new Phoenix Lights. You know, there's these UFOs that, sure. are, that are just coming down. That and was a big you know, deal. Yeah, these big lights that are coming down. This was like three years after the Phoenix. Okay, light. so he's talking about these lights that are you know coming down uh, one after the other. And then we pop in the tape, and he's put Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon under the entire thing. <laughs> so. First of all, we're like, okay, so you edited this (laughs) to put Dark Side of the Moon under some UFO video that you want to see. Did it match up like
0: Wizard of Oz? (laughs) It was
1: like Wizard of Oz. Well, I mean, it probably did because what he was actually doing was shooting the flight path at Sky Harbor. Mm. So it was nothing but planes that were coming down. And it's it's pretty obvious because you're looking at this runway that's blinking. I'm like, okay, dude, like this is not, but that's the kind of stuff you do with on the assignment desk. Okay. So, but as dumb luck would have it, uh, two of their assignment editors, and they only had four, quit mm. and you know went to different stations or got okay. out, of, out of the business or whatever. And I knew how to do the job. So they hired there me as a backup fill-in uh, assignment editor. So after that was over um, and they replaced with actual assignment editors, they didn't want to get rid of me. So the gig that they had left was uh, f- almost field producer. was like sweeps producer mm. for uh, do you know Faye Fredericks. Yeah, over at uh, fifteen now. Mm-hmm. So she was at twelve. I was mm-hmm. her sweeps producer. Yeah. So all I would do is set up her stories um, for. February, uh, May, July, and November. Okay, those are the big sweeps months. So I would set up her stories for that. I would do most of the interviews. She would uh, come out, do one or two of them because you know she was anchoring at the time. Mm-hmm. You can't go out and do all this stuff, and then put them together and front them for the show. So I, I did that until I graduated. Wow. Basically.
0: So you were when you say do the interviews, like you were interviewing the people, or you yeah. wrote? Okay. Yeah, I was out doing all so that stuff. So a, I'd go out with
1: the photographer. I'd basically uh-huh. be the reporter. Oh, ah, okay. And then she would take it over afterward.
0: Were you on, were you on camera though? Oh, okay. So it's the thing like, we ask the questions and then they, they go back and it's Fed. Okay. That's a trick photography. Well,
1: no, she would actually, the ones where we would show her, she would actually be doing that interview. Okay. But the other sub interviews, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I would be doing that stuff. Like the one, one of the ones that we did was, um, who's a better driver, men or women? That Uh was the idea. And the I'm still waiting for that. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to say on air. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I'm not talking about that at all. Uh, but one of the things we did was we went and talk to, you know, what a driver uh, driver's ed school. Yeah. So we went to the driver's ed school and I went with that. I talked mm-hmm. to the instructor. Oh, okay. We talked to some yeah. random people that were there and then to, you know, kick it up a notch. We took her out to the Bondurant racing school. Oh. So she did the actual car huh. uh, stuff. And then she wow. talked to, the uh, instructor for there. And then we put it all together, which was one of the greatest stories of all time, because they, they told me to uh, make sure that she was prepared for the day and make sure that she didn't have any, you know, loose fitting clothes that could get caught in the door or whatever. Cause she was going to be driving a Corvette uh-huh. at like high speeds and all this kind of stuff. And they said, make sure she has, you know, flat driving shoes that she could, she can drive this Corvette in. Uh-huh. I was like, okay. So I go over and tell her that. And she goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, they said, make sure have, you know, I'm, I'm 21 years old. Maybe I, I think it might've been 20. Yeah. She like, uh, miss, miss Fredericks. They said, uh, wear, wear some flat shoes, uh, for driving. She looks at me and she goes, I don't own flat shoes. Um, <laughs> really? like, but you know what? We turned it into a an cup. awesome shot All right, because we, we had, she drove that thing in a Corvette, wow. which are major props to her with the heels. Oh, yeah. One okay. of the shots we had was uh, the Corvette door opening up, the heel coming down on the floor, <laughs> and then the camera pans up and she's got her ponytail sticking out the back of the helmet. It was great. It was uh-huh. a great shot.
0: I loved it. Do you still have <laughs> that? Uh, I don't think I see that. I, I,
1: I can probably find it. Honestly. So
0: is that a job that even still exists? Because I know they've cut down on a lot of these jobs in the tv news is that mm-hmm. a job that still exists it kind of does um okay. not
1: so much for you know the anchors or, or things like that but we yeah. have uh, they've they've kind of lumped it into something called the special projects oh, uh, producer okay. which we've got one or two of those uh there's something called a planning producer also oh, okay. um that can that can do that kind of thing okay uh, you know our, our anchors mark curtis yeah. um caribe they do stories uh, on their own too and yeah. they try to set up as much as they can but yeah you know their their gig is pretty much constant i mean they uh-huh. don't have any downtime you can't give sure. them too many days off to right. to do their thing so True, you know yeah. they're, they're sitting there from two o'clock till 10 o'clock trying to you know read their scripts uh-huh. prep for the show that kind of thing so somebody tries to you know set set up some stuff for them uh-huh. um if, if at all possible. So cool. Yeah.
0: It's still, it's still
1: kind of a job.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm saying like you guys, reporters take on a lot more now than they did, right? There used to be oh, a lot yeah. more help. You you told me before that you had a cameraman and then now it's like, well, I just no, I'm them. everything
1: now. I, I shoot. Yeah. you that's what I'm saying. Front, yeah. Right. So plan, like drive. Of, yeah. yeah all so you it. guys do
0: a lot more. So yeah. in fact, doing it tomorrow. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to your career. So then you, uh, your first reporting job was actually in Pasco. Now, did you apply for a lot of places before you got Pasco or was it like, just, you sent out a couple <sighs> applications or do you remember like, was it hard to get that job? I,
1: I hate this question because, Oh really? Because everybody who hears this answer wants to punch me or throw me out of a window. Uh, I applied for two jobs. <laughs> And I got offers from both of them. Okay, and that is not typical. That is not I mean, ty- at the okay. time. At the time, you know, there was no YouTube. Sure. Uh, so it's not. Sure. That's where everybody puts up their reels now. But yeah. You would actually make tapes and sure. send them out. Yeah. I made I think a hundred tapes total, hundred resume tapes to wow. send out, and I took the job before they ever got delivered. So I oh. never even sent these things out. My first job I got an offer uh, was. Um, Rochester, Minnesota that's where it was home of the Mayo Clinic and apparently according to everybody I talked to over there a Hormel factory that's what they got I, I was told I had to live upwind from that if I took the oh, job. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's why I didn't the take turn that job. Off, yeah. But uh, I, I got that offer at uh, something called the uh, National Association of Broadcasters mm-hmm. Convention. Uh, mm-hmm. At the time, they were doing a, uh, a combo convention with the Radio and Television News Directors mm-hmm. Association. So you'd go there, you'd get tape critiques, and they would tell you what you were good at, what you were not good at. So one of the news directors that looked at my tape gave me an offer that night nice and she was obviously like you don't have to you don't have to give me an answer now but I really you know we're gonna give you an offer and then um, I got an offer I think shortly after that because I had randomly visited my friend up in Pasco who worked at the station met the news director and had given him a tape and he made me an offer like two weeks after that I was like okay well to upwind from the Hormel factory (laughs) or right next to Walla Walla Wine Country and you know which one's that gonna be yeah Yeah. so. Definitely so do, took that.
0: Do you remember? Were you nervous the first time, like you went on camera? Because that was like the first oh, thing yeah. you're actually doing the real story where you're on camera. Do you remember the first story? Like,
1: um, I remember the first story I put together. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I did. I fronted. I might have fronted it. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not entirely sure. The first thing I did was um It was a duck calling competition <laughs> in Pasco. Oh yeah, that sounds oh, perfect yeah. for Pasco. Oh, totally. You've so been Pasco there. Is you a know, smaller how it is. town in Washington <laughs> State. Yeah. Yes, there's three of them put together. Yeah, yeah tri the tri-cities cities can't. of Washington. So, yeah, it was a duck calling competition, okay. I think. And cool. I, I put together a, a short piece on that thing. And I think that was like my second day or okay. third day or something like that.
0: And then, so you worked there for a few years. Then in 2007, you moved to the big city in Washington. Not, not Seattle, but Spokane. Spokanistan. Is very yes. exciting. And this... Must have been when you met my cousin around this time. It I is. think you guys met at it Jack is. and Dan's, is that correct? No, we met at Waddell's Oh or Waddell's Waddell's. Damn. Okay, yes. I was close. No, Jack was. and
1: Dan's was like a little too far mm-hmm. down the hill That's for right. us. Waddell's. Uh okay. Jack and Dan, or uh Waddell's was across the street from the station. So And if
0: I remember the story correctly, she recognized you from the news, right? She recognized my hat from
1: ASU. Oh. She didn't no, oh. she doesn't watch she still doesn't watch the news. I you know?
0: thought it was that she recognized you from the news. No, okay. she doesn't she didn't That's watch the news then. I think, okay. if, I think
1: she did, but she won't tell me that it wasn't our station. So oh, I think she'll she okay. kind of recognized maybe other people from from the news, but not me. Oh. Uh, no, she recognized my hat. I was wearing an ASU hat and uh, Tina went to ASU also at different shows. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden she was like, Oh hey, something in common and then we kind of assimilated her into the group and I, she might be regretting that because then she became a TV <laughs> person, which yeah. we're kind of weird after hours. So, yeah, sure, sure. You know, um, yeah, it's kind of like paramedics hanging out after, after work, you know, it,
0: you see some, you see some crazy stuff. You got to oh, make sure. bad jokes about it. So, right, right. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. So, and then a few years later, then you end up moving back to Arizona. That's when your mm-hmm. life changed forever. Cause you met me. Of, of course. course. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Uh, I, I'm trying to remember. We, I met you. See, Tina had come down to visit me, mm-hmm. and it was one of our first because we did everything backwards. We didn't start dating until I left, so you know that was that was we <laughs> well, that did that well. Sense. That yeah. was you know really smart. So one of our first actual real official dates, I think, was when you had just met
0: Dana. Yes, Pretty close. my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. I think we went to Ham- Hannie's. Hannie's. Yeah, How was it here? So yeah, yeah. Fun little place. Yeah, that was fun.
1: That was fun. Cool. I so, The Haney, secret place. Haney's. Yeah, that's a good one. You <laughs> know what's interesting place. about
0: that place is it's got this, it's an old uh, department store or something. It's got an mm-hmm. elevator shaft and there's a, they've put a bunch of, uh, I don't know if it's still there, but they put a bunch of dolls on the floor and then they, and they oh, covered it with there. glass. I it's don't, one of the creepiest things. It's the strangest thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't, so you
1: can go downstairs yeah. and
0: look at that. Oh, okay. I don't it's know if I've done it's that. It's really creepy. It's really weird. Like, but, I
1: mean, you'd never know it till like walk in there because if you go in after 10 o'clock, there's a DJ that's you know turning yeah. into a club and then all of a sudden you go downstairs and you're like oh this is like Saw this is not good <laughs> this, is, this is really yeah, creepy this you is know creepy. Wow. you look for one of those dolls to kind of turn their head and look at you like hi Chuck yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the uh, child's play movies. Oh, yeah. it's just it's it's terrifying. Yeah. So this is when your career, like then now, you're really um, getting getting really good at what you do, obviously. And then because this is when you get your first Emmy, 2017. The the, the first one was for the Charlie Foxtrot, right? Correct. Yeah, which, the, the
1: first official one. Um, okay. The the one that I don't think you had on there was mm-hmm. for team coverage, which okay. is kind of hilarious because. We got an Emmy for all of us doing something. Oh. And I barely did anything. Oh. Uh. So you, you it's like a pity Emmy. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm taking it. It's in the case yeah. and it's on display. Sure, sure. But I I I was on air for like thirty seconds. Oh, okay. Uh but yeah, Charlie Foxtrot um was the was the one in twenty seventeen?
0: Yeah, twenty seventeen is where I got spotlighted uh mental health challenges among Arizona veterans. Yeah, so great there was, cause. There was like, that one. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Um
1: it was part of a national campaign that we did, and I've actually kept it going uh since oh. then. But it was um for uh veterans who and it's called a bad paper discharge. They uh go through who knows what over in Afghanistan, Iraq, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, sure. even at home, because it's it also includes military sexual trauma and things like that. Yeah. But they get kicked out of the military for committing a crime. That was because of their PTSD. Mm-hmm. So one, a couple of the guys that hmm. we talked to, um, one of them, his entire job in Iraq was to photograph the dead casualties.
0: Oh, yeah, on it's both gotta mess on both sides. Up. Oh, yeah. Geez. yeah, so
1: he hated this job, and it's not like you get to pick. So he's, you know, he's um, back from deployment, and he's not doing well, and he tries to kill himself. Well, then he it was the day before he was going to be shipped out for another tour in Iraq. Mm. They charged him with going AWOL Mm. while he was in the hospital, unconscious, almost dead. Mm -hmm. So they charged him with a crime and kicked him out of the military. So now he has a dishonorable discharge, which is, you know... Hard to get a job. Yeah, yeah. everything comes up. But what you also lose, and this is why we started doing Mm. this project, is you lose all access to VA healthcare. Really, like, which is ridiculous because that's what you need yeah, to deal that, with the exactly. PTSD. Oh. So you know, and it, it, there's so huh. many guys just like him. I, I, yeah. I had a guy in Tucson um, that we've been following for a very long time, who was, um, he was a medic for uh, special forces uh, guys. And he was going through all kinds of things. I mean, his his wife committed suicide. He uh, found out um, his new girlfriend was um, sexually assaulted while he was deployed. He ended up getting hooked on meth and mm. based on the PTSD because when he was in Iraq, he had to kill uh, a father. And then the son picked up the AK right after that and swung around, pointed at him, and he had to kill the kid too. Ugh. So he's dealing with all of that. And then he gets addicted to meth, gets caught on base with a uh, a detox kit and an unregistered handgun, so mm-hmm. not on a duty weapon so he gets drummed out as a general discharge, which mm-hmm. is not as bad as a, a dishonorable, but it's not great yeah. he still has some access to VA health care mm-hmm. um, but you know he couldn't adopt um, his his kids that he has now mm-hmm. uh, with his new um, I think they got married wife girlfriend i'm not sure Mm. uh but you know there's a whole bunch of you know things that that you can't deal with he's since gotten himself clean he's you know a paramedic now he's uh, doing all kinds of of really great things Mm. but he still has that black mark on his record sure so he fought for three years and actually in april of 2019 he got it overturned wow so now he got a an honorable discharge after all of that, and so it you, can for that, huh? you can fight that. You can fight it. He uh, he did it uh, paper okay. uh, first, yeah. so it was you know he uh, was working with a legal clinic, uh-huh. so he sent in his uh, his appeal on paper, and that was denied flatly. Mm. Uh, he's pretty sure nobody even read it. Mm. And then the other option after that is the next option: you go and you have to do it in person. Mm. So he went all the way to D.C. with his legal team. Oh, he had to go to D.C. You have to go National. to D.C. Oh, wow. and you have to sit there in front of five um officers okay and explain to them what happened and why your discharge should be upgraded oh my gosh so after all of that i mean they they kept him in there for about an hour and then uh, said okay we'll give you your, your our decision later hmm. and you know a couple of months later i get hmm. a uh i get a text message from him that just says it's just a picture of his uh honorable discharge certificate oh nice that they mailed him wow and he's like
0: hey this came today I'm like what that's great <laughs> So did any laws change after the story?
1: Yeah, they passed oh. the uh, Fairness for Veterans Act. Oh, awesome. Um, and it, it didn't quite pass in the form that we were hoping it would. Yeah. Um, the, and it's a slight change in the wording, but it's, it, okay. it actually means a lot in the way that it was changed. Oh, that's good. It was supposed to be that it was... Um, um, in the, the discharge board is supposed to err on the side of the veteran. Uh-huh. Um, and now it's, it's a weaker version of error on the side of the veteran. Oh. So it's not automatically, okay. you know, you are... Assumed to have PTSD and this caused it until somebody proves otherwise. It's now, well, we can strongly consider the fact that you had PTSD. Okay, so it's, okay. it's not as great, but yeah, yeah that that's that an improvement. Change. Yeah, yeah and uh, as far as I know, not a whole lot of people have still gotten it overturned. Oh. Um, the guy that uh, was charged after he tried to commit suicide with mm-hmm. going awol yeah, that dude's been waiting for years. And um, they will, they just have not overturned his case. Wow. Like, and he's the poster child for getting this law passed. He yeah. was the guy Jeez. and huh. he's not, he's not getting it overturned. Wow. Not yet anyway. That's rough. So,
0: well, that, so then a year later then you did, you got your second Emmy Two, two in a row. Mm-hmm. This was uh for the common ground. The, I remember this. Now, how did you come up with this idea for the story? Did something? So this was actually, uh, I'm, I'm lucky
1: that we, my company Tegna um, is very into innovation. So mm-hmm. they come up with some of the craziest ideas and assign it out to stations and say, go do this. So my boss came uh, came to me with this idea and said, so they want to do a pilot for a potential show mm-hmm. about two people that have something in common, but they don't know what it is. Oh, and that was all right. I got. That's right. And he said, go, go find something. Okay. So it was me and one other reporter, Ryan Cody. Um, oh, yeah. We shot, wrote, too. edited the entire thing. Yeah. And, um, one of our photographers actually came up with the idea of what if we found two people that had a child die by drowning and didn't know, they don't know each other. Yeah. We hear both their stories. And then at the end we bring them both together and kind of, you know, see what they have in common after. Right. Yeah. So that's what we did. We found two families. Both of them had, uh, had small kids that, uh, died by drowning and, Mm -hmm. uh, at the end, we brought them all together, um, kind of did a, a reunion, you know, a mm-hmm. reunion segment in the in the piece, and um, we ended up doing a year-long, I think, um, anti-drowning, um, like, coalition, like, PSA huh. campaign yeah. with one of them. Mm. Um, and then one of the things we found out that uh, kind of got both of us while we were doing this was one of the families, um, we went to the gravesite with with their family, mm-hmm. and they were looking for the graveside for a while because it didn't have a headstone. And oh. we didn't realize that. We were thinking we were gonna get there and we we're gonna get, you know, headshot or headstone shots and you know, that kind of thing. It'd be great you know, good for the piece. Yeah. And we get there and there's just a little marker. And we're like, What what is where's where's the headstone? They're you know, like, We can't afford a headstone. Oh my because god. Because I I don't know if you know this. Headstones
0: are ungodly expensive. Oh yeah, it's like thousands.
1: Oh, it's five, six thousand yeah. dollars. And in the you know, the wake of grief on this, they ended up getting a, a cemetery plot in one of the most expensive places with the most restrictive uh, requirements where the headstone has to be a certain kind and a certain oh. height. And, you know, we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars that these they just didn't have. Sure. So sure. we actually had a budget for the project. And by the end of it, we realized we hadn't spent almost any of it. So that was what we did with it at the end of it. What? That is project. awesome. Yeah. We, wow. We, when we brought them all together, uh, <clears throat> we told one of the families that we we're going to do, do the uh, PSA campaign for them. Mm-hmm. And then we got the headstone for, for the other family.
0: Was that on yeah. the, the show? I don't remember that part. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. It was at the I end. I haven't seen it in a while. But yeah, yeah, no, I remember watching that. It was like really good. But then it never took off into a full... Time show right uh, not
1: see this would have been a kind of a national thing. It would have been rolled oh, out company wide. Okay, um, no, it, it didn't test high enough. But mm. we've taken it and we we keep doing it. Mm. So we do not to that extent because yeah. that's that was a I think a 14 minute piece or something oh. like that. But we still I'm, I'm planning one right now. Oh, cool know, for the next couple of months. That'll be a totally different topic. But yeah, we still we keep the uh, we keep the brand kind of going. Yeah, once a while, that's I mean, it's it's a. Unbelievable amount of work to put yeah. this thing together. Oh, so yeah. it's not like you know, hey, can you put a common ground together for next week? Sure. Like, nope. <laughs> <Can I laughs> need a little more time. Yeah.
0: That? Gotcha. But
1: yeah, okay. I, those
0: those are two I really
1: like. Yeah. I was Glad those those won.
0: Yeah, and then you had another award, a Gracie Award, which I had to try to look up exactly what that was. But basically, it's an alliance of women in media. Obviously, you're not a woman, but the story was about. Let me tell you, that was an awkward <laughs> award ceremony.
1: That was that was interesting. Uh, yeah.
0: Thankfully, it's for uh, it's by for or about women? Yeah, and and it was obviously about women. It was about uh, sexual yeah. assault survivors. So I mean, obviously, and then the the whole Me Too thing was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you highlighted that, and so you, yeah, you got to know. So there's not a lot of men that get those awards, even if they're doing stories about. There were there were none when I was there. <laughs> I was the only
1: one that got up on stage. Um, so I got, I got a couple of weird looks. Like, what's this dude doing up here? You know. But uh, yeah, I mean, there okay. were there were a couple of you know who were like on the team. of yeah. Of people who worked on pieces that won, yeah. But yeah. you know, I'm I'm a one man band. I do everything. Yeah. Like I I, I okay. shot, sure, wrote yeah. and edit the, the entire yeah. piece. So,
0: huh? yeah, there I am on stage. That's cool. So, yeah, uh, not a lot of guys can have that claim to fame. <laughs> no, so no, no, was put that, that on your resume. It was it was, it was good though. No, it was cool. fun. Yeah. And then you've got the uh, the quarter mile, the Adrian Salinas case. This is a really interesting case, still unsolved, right?
1: Still unsolved, yes. And that's it, we're it's still it's still kind of going. Uh, it's mostly at a standstill though. They they don't have any new information. But. Yeah.
0: So if I understand it correctly, if I remember, it was a girl. She got into a fight with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I'm out of here. Screw you," or something. And she walked to a gas station. She called a cab. The cab driver was coming to get her. She went to go. Allegedly, went to go meet the cab driver and disappeared at the gas station. At the gas yeah. station and, and yeah. disappeared, and, and they interviewed the cab driver, the boyfriend, and I think who else was this? There were a
1: lot of there were a lot of different people. No suspects in this thing. No, full, uh, we, nobody. No, we're that they've really, very, believed, very yeah. clear on no suspects yeah. in this in this entire thing. And nobody's at that level. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the the reason it's called a quarter mile is uh, she called the cab from her apartment, and then for some reason had the cab meet her at the gas station, which was a quarter mile down the road. Huh. So somewhere in that quarter mile, she disappeared. Yeah. And she was found three months later, 30 miles away in Apache Junction, probably missing her head in her hands. Ugh. So we I, I was following this thing for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then I started to, you know, do a little more research on it, and we came across so many crazy parts of this story that I ended up putting it together in a uh, in a documentary it's about a 45 minute documentary count, yeah. so I guess a short yeah i watched that i was good and thanks um but it, it's it's nuts how many different ways this could potentially have gone up to and including she just decided to walk away or Somebody kidnapped and killed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any of these are entirely possible. What was that? The,
0: what, so there was no. I thought there was a suspect, like a zombie hunter guy. Or no, something? he's a possibility. He's a possibility, um, but he they
1: they like they want to they want to know more about this yeah, guy. Yeah. So he's but he, there's no evidence.
0: There's no DNA or anything like that. Right? No, no, yeah. not at all.
1: Because she was out there for <laughs> so long. Um, mm. You know, it's, it's the middle of summer. She went missing actually on my birthday, huh. and it was also Father's Day that year. So she went missing. She was found in August after one of those massive storms that we have, the big mm-hmm. floods that come through. So after all of that, and she had actually been washed downstream. Pre, we're pretty sure about that. So after you know being exposed to the elements for that long, there was not a whole lot left. But they were pretty cagey about saying whether or not her head or her hands were found. There's no mention mm. of that anywhere in any autopsy documents. Mm. They won't talk about it.
0: Because there's None some things they want to keep under wraps in case. Just in case. And, you know, yeah. they they get somebody yeah. and they interview them and then they slip or something, right? Like, yeah,
1: yeah. So where the zombie hunter comes in is the zombie hunter, um, Brian Patrick Miller, was arrested a couple of years ago and accused of being the canal killer, um, which is kind of strange that they're, you know, insinuating that he's a serial killer when we've only got two victims potentially um, you know, attributed to him. Okay. But, um, the thing that kind of got me thinking the first was, okay, this, all of these, these, both these victims are about Adrian's age, Mm. you know, 19 ish, 20 ish, something like that. And one of them was basically skinned alive and the other one was missing a head. Yikes. So, okay, we put that together. Then I started coming across some writings by Brian Patrick Miller's best friend. And he's starting to raise the possibility also, because hmm. he says the night that Adrian disappeared, Brian Patrick Miller was half a mile away from her house at a house party and used to do all of these scavenger hunts exactly where she was found. Hmm. So put those two together and yeah. he calls Tempe police and Tempe police say, yeah, we would like to talk to you about this um, <laughs> because that's, that's very interesting. Yeah, And you know, they have all this information, but you, you can't make brian patrick miller talk i mean he's you know eventually going on trial for his life so he's not gonna for know, another murder for two others two yeah. others yeah. so they have not you know heard anything hmm. about that um his lawyer said he they never got a call but uh, who hmm. knows okay um but yeah I, I i don't know if he's a really good possibility but yeah. there's just so many little things huh. like the the cab driver you know he was The cab driver was hauled in and uh, put under surveillance. He was DNA tested, even though they didn't have anything to compare it to. Right. Um, He was running um, what are basically surveillance detection routes, which is kind of funny. Hmm. It's a a spy term and an FBI term that um, if you think you're being followed you try to drive in a route that either makes you so boring that the person following you breaks off or allows you to detect who it is that's following you. Hmm. So he was doing some crazy stuff, okay. like flipping a U-turn in the middle yeah. of Scottsdale road and forcing the other guys to do the same thing. <laughs> so all of a sudden he knows that somebody's behind him. No. So eventually they lose him. Okay. But they, they brought him in. He's acting unbelievably weird in. Yeah. In the, I think didn't you show the video? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the interrogation it was weird, video. but he's only in there for a DNA test. Huh. And I think they sweated him for about an hour, not yeah. even asking him questions, but he's in there using a red solo cup as a hacky sack. Um, just talking about all kinds of stuff that's off the wall, you know, yeah. mood swings and all this kind of stuff. Very, very close to what Jody Arias was like when she was in, that was, that's, that's another, another one yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, uh, definitely we'll we'll on check one. out
0: that on, the quarter mile on YouTube. And uh, then, yeah.
1: It's uh, the 12 news YouTube channel. Yeah. So, YouTube.com slash 12 news. I don't think it's 12 news. AZ. I think, I it's think it's if you just type news. in
0: quarter mile, Adrian Salinas, yeah, on it'll, YouTube, pop it'll, it'll, right it'll pop, right pop up. up. It'll pop right up. And then um, another big story that you did, and this was actually another podcast. So, um you know, when you, if you mm-hmm. finish this podcast, you want more <laughs> podcasts, listen to the Hamilton high uh, high school story. Uh, Downfall was Mm -hmm. the name of that one.
1: That was our first podcast we ever did at the station.
0: Yeah, that was a fun one. And it was like, it's real short. And it's just, uh, you know, you kind of get interested in this video because I think to me it's interesting because high school hazing is not something that you think goes on in this day and age with everybody, mm-hmm. you know, seems to be so sensitive yeah, and also, but it totally does social media. Like, you know, you can't hide stuff, but somehow this stuff was kind of under wraps. It wasn't talked about. Yeah. And then you yeah. guys shine the light on it and, and it's
1: still going on. Um, this was for anybody who doesn't know this, the story, um, the, there were a couple of members of the Hamilton high school football team who were arrested for, Basically, sexual assault. It wasn't just mm-hmm. hazing; it was you know full on sexual assault with a broomstick, right? Uh, um, and f- fingers, digits, you know, oh, all, wow. a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, so one of them was charged as an adult. He's the only one whose name we knew at the time. Okay, um, everyone has since turned. I believe they're twenty by now. This thing has been going on forever, and he is still on trial. He was actually supposed to go on trial two weeks ago, hmm. and he got pushed back again. But um, you know, the, there was Hamilton High School is unbelievably well-known around here. I mean, they win, they win state tournaments. Like, yeah, crazy. I mean, they're they really were, good at football. Yeah. That's, that's who you want to play for. At least at the time, that's who you want to <laughs> I don't play know for. if I'd want to play. Nah, for them. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they yeah. had a couple of off years, uh, but uh, that was, they were incredibly well, they were ranked nationally. Yeah. You know, everybody wanted to watch them and
0: wait, where uh, is Hamilton? I know it's in Phoenix it's area. In Chandler. Scot- oh, Chandler. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. So
1: yeah, that this whole thing came out and then, we just started getting you know documents um leaked to some of our reporters. And the podcast is more on covering the story as yeah. well as the details of it. So yeah, no,
0: it's it was really well done. and then I, I I still subscribe to that one. I think I'm waiting for is there there was never like kind of a a final we had the um
1: the last one that we have on there is when um basically the the three administrators that were um up for potential charges mm-hmm. did not get any charges okay so chandler right. police actually wanted to charge the athletic director the head oh. coach and the vice principal wow. uh for failing to report mm-hmm. because yeah. they never went to the cops with this yeah um parents went to the cops with you have this. a duty and yeah you you know you know. worked yeah. in <laughs> schools yeah you're <laughs> yep. required to report this <laughs> exactly. stuff and instead they started their own investigation uh, which yeah. is no, not you, the nope, way that you law can't do works. that you so always
0: err on the caution on the side of uh reporting and yeah. then let let cps figure it out yeah. or the police but or the whatever. county attorney
1: decided not to file any charges on uh. it so that was that was the end of it at the time uh. um the next thing we are going to do an update on it oh. um once um um uh, the adult uh, suspect who's still waiting to go through court, oh. uh, Nathaniel. Once he gets um, in in court or the trial starts, or he pleads out, we don't know which one's going to do. Yeah, we'll do an update at that point. Okay, but, uh, cool. It's been bumped, I think, to April. Now right. He actually fired his attorney. This is this is actually kind of interesting. Uh, we went. I went in there for this trial. It was supposed to start with jury selection, and everybody was you know kind of ready to go, I guess. And they start off with um, he would like to fire his attorney. And the judge is like, we're supposed to start trial in a couple of minutes. You're not allowed to fire your attorney right now. And eventually it comes out that the reason he wants to fire his attorney is because his attorney just filed to run for county attorney, which would make him the head prosecutor Uh in the entire county. (laughs) and not necessarily <laughs> oh, defending this dude. Yeah, I don't think that's so, uh isn't I, that a I mean, he's, violation of ethics? I was, I don't know if it is or not, but this, you know, the the, the lawyer was saying, you know, I, there's no there's no breach of of ethics. I'm I'm definitely oh, going to okay. do my best mm-hmm. job here and everything else, but you know, I can't necessarily blame this this kid. He's like, yeah. I don't trust this dude anymore. Like, I, don't blame you, man. Yeah. I mean, Yeah, really. Seriously. So they they gave him, you know, they gave him a slight extension and a new and a new attorney. So All right.
0: Well, another one of your stories that I love was the, uh, <laughs> I think this is not Are we actual. getting into crazy stories <laughs> now? Because this, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, this, the sword guy story, Kairos. Oh, uh, that's, that thing still pops the up. The light rail adventure. Oh Avenger. my God, yes. So there was like this fight between two guys and this guy comes up. For some reason, he has a giant katana sword with him apparently everywhere he goes. Is is that even yep. legal? Yes. Oh it is.
1: Okay. Strangely enough, okay. it is legal. We looked into this. We're like, there okay. is nothing that says you can you can't carry a samurai sword, concealed or otherwise, <laughs> oh. on your person okay. at any time. All right. Oh yeah.
0: I just I, love the, the interview. Like he's just so even keeled, like just so matter of fact. The way he tells it, it was like, yeah, you know, i have actually. Uh, what do he say? He goes, I'm more dangerous without my sword than I am with it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it yeah. Make I mean, any sense, there was there was potentially some some mental health issues going on with. with I don't this know, guy. or he's just odd. He, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. His, his name was his. I do know, I don't remember what it was because we didn't use it at the time, but I do remember what his actual name was, but he went by Tyro
0: Segerow. Okay. That's not his real name. No, no.
1: He was actually from Glendale. Um, he's not Asian. He's not Japanese.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, I guess to that his is family, like an he, Asian.
1: <laughs> according to his family, he's never been to Japan, even though he claims to have been trained in Japan. Like he never, he never went there at all. Wasn't this a Seinfeld so, episode? <laughs> uh, probably should have been, but yeah, he, um, I, I managed to find out who this dude was and you know, just called him up mm-hmm. and said, yeah, can we meet up with you? And he goes, Yeah, um, I'll I'll be walking to class with his sword, with his sword. Um, <laughs> you can meet up, meet up with me uh, by one of the canals on Central. I'm like, Okay, that's not sketchy at all. But we show we show up and we do the interview with him, yeah. and you know, I, I have absolutely no doubt that he believed everything he said. And it, the sword, very legit sword. Oh like yeah, that thing was sharp. No, as it looked hell. legit. Yeah. yeah.
0: And but so because the guys were fighting, he, and what did he do? He just pulled out the sword and just threatened them. Well, he didn't stab he didn't them. No, right? he didn't do anything. But with he it. said that he was gonna. He said yeah. that if they moved he a said, certain way, he said he had a five. So point So you don't plan. think that? He, yeah, that's what, That's right. <laughs> five <laughs> five plan point to plan to attack
1: them. Yes, but no. He's in the light rail. And this dude's getting beat up by two other guys, and all of a sudden, uh, he just pulls out the samurai sword holds it in front of him and like yells at them like, Hey, or something like that. Yeah. And the best part of the video <laughs> is when this very large gentleman turns around, sees a sword and backs up like, Oh my God. Oh, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause you're not expecting no, to see that. No, Maybe a gun not or to see a four foot samurai yeah, sword no. come out on the light rail in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> you know, it's not something that happens. But that thing. I think I've gotten more traction off of that story than anything else, because okay. every couple of weeks or months it pops up again on Reddit. and all of a sudden it's like blowing up like i guarantee if
0: we searched
1: that thing on twitter right now if we search that guy's name someone's tweeted about that guy in the last like Two hours wow it's it's pretty crazy
0: and what about the uh what about this uh, i don't know if i saw the whole story but it was like some sort of gargoyle statue and it was like uh anderson cooper <laughs> actually picked this story up i'm seeing it is i am seeing
1: i did not actually do that story i only uh see what we what we end up doing is some we have what are called off-air mmjs and that stands for multimedia journalists okay and it's basically a photographer who goes out gets a story writes it and then gives it to you mm-hmm. to voice okay so i just i get the script i go back into the the voice booth i i Track it and then give it back to him, and I walk away and go do whatever I was doing for the day. Mm-hmm. So I get this script and I'm like, "This is kind of funny. It's a it's an anatomically correct gargoyle. People are kind of pissed off about. It. Okay, that's kind of awesome. All right, sure, track this thing. Next thing I know, they're playing clips on Anderson Cooper talking about this gargoyle's junk, and yeah. I'm like. Oh, this is this is different. (laughs) And they said your name. He said, "Oh yeah, Yeah, because I had I signed out, you know, as myself, and it's it's definitely my voice." Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's um, so yeah. I'm associated so far with uh, the samurai swordsman and uh, life-size anatomically correct gargoyle junk.
0: So, oh, that's fun. Any other? uh, I know that you're on the Weather Channel too. Is there any other? Crazier, or strange on the, on the stories? Weather
1: Channel. Um, Dylan Dreyer at uh, NBC, now on the Today Show. Uh, she kind of made fun of me one time. That was fun because um, I was out in a dust storm, um, South Chandler, and I was getting hit by um, tumbleweeds so i was you know I, I was that poor reporter who has to be broadcasting in the middle of this storm right and it's just wind, and you guys know how this dust oh yeah, are. Yeah, yeah it was like the mummy it was bad <laughs> you know <there's, laughs> the mummy that's <laughs> a great there's, reference there's yeah. big tumbleweeds yeah. smacking me in the face and you know i'm trying to do a stand-up just to get out of there and get in the car i'm wearing a dress shirt you know <laughs> so <laughs> is that, that the like, one where
0: you're kind of going oh, yeah. you got your hand oh, yeah. like it looks kind like, of, like i'm dabbing kind of push yeah, away yeah mm-hmm. yeah it looks like exactly looks yeah this was
1: pre dab though dab, nobody though. knew what you, a dab was they
0: probably stole the idea from you he did
1: they want you know what they watched dylan dreyer making fun of me on, yeah. on the today show and went <laughs> i could totally do that and make a fortune of it so that is yeah, funny. thanks thanks cam that's
0: awesome <laughs> but, um so when you started you know the internet was kind of in its infancy and uh clearly print media is How'd not, you
1: make me sound old
0: well i am old i'm older than you but <laughs> Print media is obviously not as big as it used to be. Um, do you think the internet? I mean, it's obviously it's changed TV news. Like, do you think people are more watching like the short clips or even just reading tweets for their news? I mean, Twitter's got to be a big part of what you do now, right?
1: You know, it, it is and it isn't. Um, Twitter's kind of an echo box right now. And okay, that's, um, I, th- I think the stat is that uh, I mean, you have like six
0: thousand followers on Twitter. Yeah, right? but I yeah. think
1: it is that. I think the stat is that ten percent th- uh, of people on Twitter are responsible for ninety percent of the content. Hmm. which means that most people don't do anything on that platform at all. I think I'm one of those. So you know, fa- Facebook is actually <laughs> yeah. where a lot of, a lot of people in the social media are, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people get their news off of just whatever, mm-hmm. um, whatever they have available to them.
0: Are you supposed to, does your um, station want you to tweet stuff like right away? Or are you responsible for getting stuff out immediately? Or is it just like you can tweet when you want? Yes. And, and you're busy? No. If, okay. if
1: it's something that they want to live tweet on, okay. then they'll do that. Oh. Um, Ironically, trials, if you live tweet trials, that is like, people drink that up. Oh, yeah. It, well, like, you cover the Jodi Arias. That was a big uh, one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> was, That was four months in the, uh, the resentencing. True. Oh, could- just that's the resentencing. It wasn't yeah. even the trial.
0: You don't really like that because you like to go out and explore and do new things, right? You don't want to be doing the same thing. Ever. Yeah. 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 That's and after repetitive. a while, I mean,
1: honestly, like. I'm sure everybody I that in that these, trial got bored, right? I don't know how these jurors did it. Yeah. I really oh, don't. Oh, that's right. The jurors. Because oh, these guys geez. are locked in there. Yeah. They can't talk about it. They can't do anything. They can't even leave. They can, you know, they have to pay attention or at least look like they're paying attention. Right. And meanwhile, I'm stuck in the back like, I know this doesn't matter. Like, I'm going to sit here and, you know, look on Facebook for a little while because I know we're talking about some stuff that isn't ever going to come back. Yeah. And I was there every single day. (sighs) So is that
0: the kind of story that you dread the most or what is, is there certain stories where you get, I mean, obviously you, you love your job. You're really good at it, but is there certain stories that you get from your producer and you're like, Oh God, one of these.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's a couple of those.
0: Um, uh, you know, the
1: Jody Aries wasn't terrible. It
0: was just okay. one of those
1: things where it was the ridiculousness that I didn't like putting up with Yeah. because before the resentencing ever happened, it was already such a gigantic circus. Yeah. And true there were steps taken to try and make this not that bad, Mm -hmm. but everybody who loved it in the first place wanted it to be that way. Sure, I mean, all of the viewers who were obsessed with this and still are, Mm -hmm. I still get tagged in things about Jodi Arias. Mm -hmm. The woman's been in jail for three years. There's no, nobody cares about her anymore, but we, I still get things tagged about Mm -hmm. that thing, but it it, kind of comes and goes Mm -hmm. uh, what I, what I don't like getting lately. What I'm not wild about getting, and that's, since I've got a five-year-old now, yeah. I don't like getting the kids' stories. I don't have a choice, Ooh, but I don't yeah. like getting the kids' stories. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, 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 that's It's, it's pretty it's What's pretty that painful.
0: movie with the, the guy from The, uh, the Office where they, they can't talk? or whatever. Oh yeah. I never saw that. Um, oh good. Don't see it. Yeah. Cause it's terrible. Cause <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it's like these little kids and I'm like, Oh my God, why did they make this movie? Like, I mean, it's, it's yeah. well done, but it's like, if I was a father, I would not want to enjoy- see this movie. No, so no, 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 no. Yeah. No. Stay away uh, from that quiet one. Place. But quiet place. Yeah. Quiet place. That's, That's it. Yeah. It's a good That's movie, but uh, don't watch if you're a father. Um, what about stories that you love? Like what, what stories do you really look forward to the most?
1: Um, stories that I can be creative on. Okay. Those are, those are the best. Um, because I, I, what I do is, Probably fifty percent reporter, like fifty percent mm-hmm. at this point cinematographer almost. Because <laughs> um, sure, I, I yeah, just you love do, and you have shoot. the drones and everything. I've got all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you got yeah. all sorts of cool toys. Yeah. Being yeah. able to being able to shoot it and you know put together things yeah. creatively the way I want to, that's that's what I'm really excited
0: that's about. That's really cool. So what I like to really do, obviously, as you know, is I like to interview celebrities or people that are, you know, doing successful things. Do you ever get to interview celebrities or famous guy. Occasion, I know, yeah yeah i know you got to interview the governor but is there anybody else like did you did you say alice cooper once or
1: uh yeah, or did I, just, I didn't yeah i've interviewed alice cooper nicest nicest guy that's what i hear oh from my mom actually went to school with him oh wow uh, in, in uh high school yeah huh. he was a senior she was a freshman small world they never knew each other yeah. but you know everybody knew oh yeah alice cooper the yeah. guy that bites heads off bats so yeah i went to that was school aussie with him. Or, excuse me yeah whatever whatever alice, what did. Did, alice yeah. did
0: something he sold his soul to the devil somebody told me
1: actually he sold his Name to his band. Did you know that?
0: Oh no, he
1: had to pay. I, I think this might have been cleared up, but his name is not Alice Cooper. Yeah, sure. The name sure. of the band that was, was the Alice name Cooper. of the
0: band, but then it, he took it on as exactly. his own yeah. So
1: he had to pay his band royalties for oh. his name.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Which is kind of yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Like you know, you to pay royalties right. for Chuck yeah. Shoot. You know, <laughs> But yeah, yeah no, that I've, I've interviewed.
1: Name. I've interviewed him. Um, I've interviewed. I interviewed Dana White um he was kind of interesting the UFC guy yeah UFC guy I've talked to a couple of UFC fighters um no none of the big ones and not yeah. like Conor McGregor they don't give like those to
0: the the sports people so, yeah
1: sometimes huh. uh it just depends on what it is if it's no. a news angle I'll go do that okay um you know not not a whole lot of celebrities huh. it's kind of weird those celebrities and every once in a while just come into the station and huh. like a weather person will do an interview but they'll <laughs> do it behind my desk oh so I'm sitting there working on something and all of a sudden I turn around I'm like
0: Oh well, that's what. Okay. Yeah, that's what. Uh, the same thing happens where because Dan- my girlfriend works with Dana, right and she said like Lisa Lampinelli was like over the other day, and she's so like, mad I missed Lisa her. Lisa Lampinelli's so like, right mad I there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Jeremy
1: Piven shows up the other day. I'm like, okay, that's that's different. That's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so are, all kinds of random people yeah, just show up. Working at a TV station is just bizarre because I'm of the sure weird stuff that happens. Yeah. Like at one point, like you said, Lisa Lampanelli can show up. 20 minutes later, you might have a pig in the in, in the <laughs> in, in the station. Random, like literally yeah. a pig just hanging out in okay. the station.
0: Mm. Who knows? You that's know, exciting. followed by Larry
1: Fitzgerald. I yeah. don't know. It
0: could be anything. But it's all like kind of more fun, random stuff, not oh, like yeah. bad. Okay. Because yeah. no, that's yeah. like, that was my that old Adams job. Too, is but, like, was like working at the schools. Like there's a lot of random stuff, but it was never good stuff that yeah, was coming through my yeah, office. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: we have the random bad stuff too, but sure, you know, sure, sure. It's, it's definitely offset by random, random cool and crazy stuff.
0: Yeah. But so are people really still excited to be on the news? Like you posted oh, something yeah. the other day <laughs> that was like. A reporter trying to do his job, and some guys, like some drunk guys, walking over, like, ah,
1: go, Chiefs. So I think
0: it was a Super oh, yeah. Bowl thing. Yeah, so, and
1: I've, i i saw both sides of that thing too. Which is yeah. that dude should never have been in that position, but also, sure. what'd you expect? Yeah, like, yeah, you are in the middle of a of a Super Bowl party mm-hmm. in Kansas. Like, I mean, you know, Kansas City. Like, yeah, what, what are you? It's gonna be what crazy. Are you thinking it's gonna, yeah, yeah. Of course, there is gonna be. Right. You got to either roll with it or get security. Mm-hmm. You know, there's kind of no other, no other way around. Absolutely, but yeah. Everyone wants to be on TV, just they don't really know what it's for. Which, <laughs> if there's one thing I can leave people with, is do not walk by a live shot and yell something. Doesn't matter what it is, because you'll edit it out. Or if no, it's a live show, you don't you know what the yeah. story was about. Right? Like yeah, because
0: you could be something saying something inappropriate. It could be a story about a oh, dead yeah. kid or something. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah. You, how many times you see a reporter out live? with a bunch of other stations for anything that's fun like usually i'm out there for something bad if we're all lined up in a row we're probably there for a murder or a crime and you rolling by is not making you look good
0: yeah that makes you you're right and then it could go viral and ruin your whole life
1: uh yeah yeah (laughs) because it's real easy to track you down now yeah Yeah, and that's happened oh really one time yeah there was the guy that uh pinched the reporter on the rear end during the, the marathon yeah that dude got a got a quick lesson in Twitter. Yeah, Cause wasn't
0: he a, um, he was kind of like a high up person. Wasn't he like a CEO or something something? I'm not
1: sure what he was. What I, he, yeah. I believe he had a church responsibility too. <laughs> that ended pretty quickly. Oh,
0: God. Um, yeah, yeah. That's not I good. Mean, uh. That's
1: yeah. Just if
0: you, if you see us out there, just, yeah, don't be nice to the news be nice be nice to my my like do you really
1: want to be the guy who you know came over just to yell hey mom in the middle of like and i'm talking about three dead kids like don't do that
0: that's not good (laughs) don't be that guy well you've done a lot of good you've done a lot of good work much of it was entertaining but also really informative and helpful to the community i think i mean some of the stuff you did with the veterans and the um the sexual assault survivors is there a charity that you want to highlight here that people should be aware of?
1: Uh, you actually brought up this t- to me, and I got two of them, I oh, think. Oh, okay. Um, so one of them I will throw out there as, um, I'll, I'll go with um, uh, Susan Susan G. Common.
0: Okay. Breast yeah, cancer. Yeah. My mom
1: is a survivor of breast cancer. Oh, I didn't know and that. And uh, my one of my best friends' moms also. Okay. So, and then the other one I'll throw out is um and there's I'm gonna have to look this up because I don't actually remember the entire name of it. Okay. But um it is um a charity for multiple system atrophy. And, right. Uh, you know, MSA. Yeah, and not a lot of people know what that is.
0: Well, it's similar um, to what um, Parkinson's. But it what isn't also similar to the uh, what's the thing that Steve Gleason has? Uh,
1: ALS. ALS, I mean, kind of. Yeah. yeah, it's actually closer to Parkinson's. So m- oh, really? multiple okay. system atrophy coalition. That's what okay. it is. Like, I can never remember yep. the ac- the acronym of this. But uh, Tina's dad died of that uh, last year, and um, your father-in-law. T- yeah. yeah, my father-in-law. So two years ago, actually. Um, and it's 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 a terrible disease. It's kind of like ALS, but mm-hmm. the way I actually was talking with a uh, neurosurgeon about this. Uh, when I was doing uh, another documentary on concussions, mm-hmm. and I was explaining it to him, and he's an expert in this, and he says, "Yeah, it's it's kind of like ALS, but it's a different mechanism. It's Parkinson's. So Parkinson's mm. robs you of your motor ability. Mm-hmm. Multiple systems atrophy is Parkinson's for every system you have. Ugh. which once you phrase it like that, you're like, yeah. oh my God. No, so no. yeah, it's
0: it's a terrible, terrible way to go. Um, and they don't." really know the cause of it, right? Or, or they have no. any sort of, so no. that's why we need the There's no cure. There's the, not even a whole lot of treatment yeah. for that. I mean, so, you've got treatment for yeah.
1: ALS. You can live with that, but.
0: Yeah, I actually, I, I donated to that, um, to that cause as well. Cause I, mm-hmm. I it's just, it's, I saw it. I mean, I saw it with my, he's my uncle and it's like terrible to see that. So I hope that they can make some strides with that. Like yeah, figure and out and it's what's so rare to do. Do. that it's yeah. not one
1: of those things that gets a whole lot of attention right, either. Exactly. I mean, cause yeah. a lot of people, um, Jim was one of the, the rare ones who got it Diagnosed early mm-hmm. and actually, you know, got it early. Uh, most people, uh, from what we were told, have it diagnosed as Parkinson's, but they're already in their 70s or 80s. Mm-hmm. So by the time it progresses mm. to where they don't, where they think it's not Parkinson's yeah. anymore, you're out of time, right? And you're, you've already passed that point, so. Yeah yeah those are those are my two okay those right. are my two those are good those ones those are two real uplifting you know happy happy charities but you know <laughs> no, those are those I mean, are my two
0: that's why we, we I like to end on that just because I mean I think you know we, we talk about the fun stuff and all that but you know I try to try to think outside of my own you know self, I guess, or the, and the P, you know, cause it's like, this is more for fun, but you know, then I want to do something good for the world too. So I yeah. can end on that, but you've accomplished a lot. You got two Emmys, a Gracie award. What's next for you? You said you got more episodes of common ground coming up. Any other special projects you're working on? Oh, let me
1: see. Yeah, I've always got something, something in the can. Um, I've got a, uh, an honor flight coming up that I'm going on my <clears throat> second honor flight okay. um, in April. That's going to be fun. Uh, now the honor flights have started uh, getting Vietnam vets. Wait, what's an honor flight? Sorry. So honor flights were started to bring uh world war ii vets to the world war ii memorial uh, washington dc oh that's a great thing before we run out of world war ii vets sure so um there aren't a whole lot of them left to begin with there also aren't a whole lot of them left who haven't done this which is really good so on any honor flight you might get two world war ii vets maybe three and And you get get to go with them yeah you get to go with them so there's usually a group of about 50 um and now that they uh in the last couple of years they started going through korean war vets which is you know the war that everybody forgot we even had yeah And now we're kind of dwindling down on Korean War vets because most of them have gotten to go. Mm -hmm. And now they're going into Vietnam vets because the Vietnam vets are getting up there in age also. Sure. And some of them have never gone to the wall. So now you've got it's a really interesting change because everybody, you know, wants to honor the World War II vets. Yeah. Because, you know, the greatest generation. Yeah. Then you've got the Korean War vets that everybody forgot about that everybody now wants to honor. And then you've got the Vietnam War vets who nobody forgot about when they came back. Mm -hmm. They just got a really bad deal when they came back. So now it's an entirely different thing Mm -hmm. to take them in a place of honor and take them to the wall to see this monument. Yeah.
0: Well, and I know when I was in college, they had a traveling I think it was like a, a mm-hmm. duplicate or something yeah. and I went there and I, I found I actually played taps uh, for that
1: thing You what? I played taps for that thing
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I,
1: I, you don't know this. I play trumpet. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah. I, I was, I, I oh, I'm a terrible researcher. <laughs> <I> thought, <laughs> that's not anywhere on the bio. Don't I, worry I about checked
0: on your Facebook, too. I didn't see anything. <laughs> there's not a picture of you playing the trumpet anywhere. I uh, Facebook. No. Is there? No. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, There's not.
1: Oh, well, the cat's out of the <laughs> bag now. This is in high school, man. Okay. No, you know, no I, play, I, played for, I played house with that in high school.
0: That's cool. So, yeah. yeah. A couple, I got a couple of buddies that, that are uh, music, music teachers. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, is there anything else I'd miss that you want to highlight here? No. Think we think talked so. about your whole career. You it's you pretty exciting. Do, like everything. Yeah. Like, that's, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. That's, well, you're on all the social media so people can follow you on uh Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and obviously they can see you on channel 12 mm-hmm. here in Phoenix. If they're not, in, is can people watch like the, you're you and i yeah station, we, uh, we stream the show nationally 12news.com uh, oh,
1: okay. you can stream the newscast oh, nice. um okay. all my stuff is yeah. uh on there um yeah,
0: yeah so okay. i know we have uh some relatives in spokane washington so they could watch you, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. learn all about phoenix news yeah exactly exactly <laughs> it's fun to see you either way i mean you know, even if they yeah so cool all right well thank you so much for being on my show i really appreciate it and um i guess that's it all right. okay. thank you thank you Okay, that was William Pitts, reporter for KPNX with an NBC affiliate out here in Phoenix. Uh, you can catch him on Channel 12 and follow him on all social media. Uh, I'm on all the social media as well if you'd like to follow me. If you enjoyed the episode, um, feel free to share it and tag me in it. I'd love to hear what you think. Um, you can also do that by writing me a review, hopefully a positive review. Uh, I've got some great guests lined up for you guys. And remember, you can always hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the episodes. Uh, thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great day.